astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Today we are talking about Aquarius season. Oh, my favorite (laughs) sign. My lovely daughter, Kate, is an Aquarius. Yes, I like Aquarius sign, but I do think it's very misunderstood. Yes, for good reason, I might say. I think we're going to break it down today because I think a lot of signs are just given stereotypes you know like and so we can talk about your scorpio oh the gothic person Mm -hmm. or the virgo you know the uptight cleaner yeah organizer and some of those you meet people and you think oh they're not like that so then and then maybe it makes you discredit astrology yes because it doesn't fall into like this one category that we give it and aquarians usually fall into like the alien you know, whenever I see memes about Aquarians, it's always like they have tinfoil on their head and they're <laughs> <laughs> doing yeah, real alien-like yeah, stuff. Yeah. Aquariuses are associated with thinking outside the box. Right. It kind of goes into that symbol. We see a symbol of a man uh, with a pitcher of water pouring it. And it, it's we know it's an air sign. Aquarius is an air sign. But it has this image where it seems like the, everyone's eyes go to that water being poured out. They always think it's a water sign. They always think it's a water sign. But it's an air sign. It's the intellect of the man pouring out his wisdom. His knowledge. Knowledge. His opinions. Yeah. For those to hear. So Aquarius is kind of edgy. Absolutely. Um, Aquarius also has two rulers. Yeah. So we talk about the traditional ruler being Saturn, um, and then maybe the more updated version would be Uranus or Uranus. Right, and that's where we get the collision, right there. You said it. Yeah. Yeah, because when you think about Saturn and Uranus, it's two very different, you know, and if you've been listening to us for a while, you probably maybe have a few words to go with it, but Saturn's very structured, very dutiful, uh, very, we could even say rigid, mm-hmm. um, very adult-like, and then Uranus is more chaotic, more unexpected, more free-thinking. Yeah, having... It's associated with uh, a teen, the mind of a teenager. Yeah, you know, a more of a little more reckless, not well thought out concepts, ideas, conspiracies. But you know, there is a collision there, and oftentimes the word conflicted mm-hmm. can easily be associated with Aquariuses. Because right. there's some part of them that they can have a lot of rigidity in their life. They believe in something. They'll subscribe to it. Mm-hmm. And then you would think, oh, okay. It's like, oh, they go to church. Okay, that'd be an old-fashioned example. They go to church. Oh, they're good people. Right. Then they're out hell-raising, doing crazy-ass stuff, Right. <laughs> you know, on Saturday. Yeah. It's, where it's like, wait, how, what? this is the churchgoer? This yeah. can't be. So there's two images of Aquarius that kind of collide with each other. And if you have Aquariuses in your family, you've seen this. Yeah, I can absolutely absolutely relate to that. And I think that um, in some way, people could say that I've lived a, a double life where mm-hmm. they've only seen me in a corporate structure or they've only seen me um, just 
writing or speaking or managing and then they don't they don't understand oh wow but in your personal life like you know really how to have fun you know how to throw parties you know how to do all these other things right. and or i can make really crazy maybe jumps like the, even like the airbnb everyone's like isn't that cra- that oh, isn't that my. weird and that crazy you host strangers in your house you know and i thought that was so much fun you did yeah you didn't see the uh uh the fearful side of it right. you didn't see it as a fearful experience no no, I thought it was just cool to meet people from all around the world. Right, right. And, and most people were very uh, uncomfortable with the thought. Yeah. But then thinking, oh, but then that's an income. Mm-hmm. It's a revenue. And then how that was structuring my life then to like travel and do other things. So Right. Yeah. It, it Yeah. Great's just a simple story about how you put these together and how you take a different uh, look on something. But so Aquariuses are oftentimes associated with let's see the future. I want to experience the unknown. I visualize something happening bigger. Yeah. So we love them. There was, again, a song from way, way, way long ago saying, I can see for miles and miles and miles. I used to love that song. And that's probably a theme song for Aquarius. (laughs) They don't necessarily see the discomfort in the immediate. Uh, so sometimes they're more geared to, uh, sometimes even people that are a distance from them, they're more empathetic to them than they are even to the people in the immediate circle. Because mm-hmm. they see, I don't know, there's something about far vision. Far vision. That is your strength. So anyhow, good things to say about Aquarius. Happy birthday, number one. Thank you. <laughs> right? Thank you. <laughs> but there's just a list here of things that there are, uh, other things that they're Aquarius known, is associated yeah, with. For group thinking. So like the idea of the collective, the collaboration, yeah, getting have, people together. Right. They have a lot to do with big business, how things are organized, how our culture is put together. They represent the arts, the physical expression of the body, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the idea of science is totally dominated by Aquarius. Inquiring minds want to know, yeah. the scientists, yeah. right? And then we go into medical interventions. Aquarius rules every piece of machinery when you go into a hospital and you visit someone mm-hmm. and they're hooked up to machines and they're beeping and they're blinking that's all aquarian in that's an aquarian environment medical intervention anytime there is something hooked into the body or something replaced or a stint put in or a pacemaker or an artificial knee those are all uranian or aquarian yeah, I think you also make a good point by giving those examples because that also sounds like a good balance between that Saturn and that Uranus. Oh, yeah. Because Saturn's so we love structured that. and Saturn is, um, you know, bringing things up to, to par. And then we have yeah, Uranus in, is the yeah, technology. Yeah, in place of the normal knee. Okay, yeah. we've engineered one here for you. You know, plug it in, so to speak. Right. Well, and Saturn's the structure. That's so the st- get, structure. Right, so that's just shows you more of kind of that contradiction that we're seeing in in Aquarius with the, the balance of Saturn and yeah, Some of our greatest inventors have a very strong, they may not be just Aquariuses, they can be Aquariuses or they can just have a very strong, a lot of planets in Aquarius in their chart because it's the inventive mind. We just did a chart together mm-hmm. here this weekend and I looked at the chart and go, this guy's a genius. Yeah. You know, because I could see it because of, he's got a lot of inventive ideas. Yeah. Because of where his Uranus was placed in his exactly. chart. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Exactly. 
I'm thinking what the opposite then maybe of that of that technology would be astrology. Oh yeah, falls under Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Aquarius is philosophies, beliefs, subscribing to some system. Now it doesn't have to be astrology. You can also be involved in in other things uh, that dictate a certain behavior, doing something at a particular time. Yeah, when it comes to the to it being a fixed or cardinal sign, it is a fixed sign. So they seek out stability. Um, they can be very committed, very focused, very resilient. And it's interesting because it comes at that those two costs still, those two costs that we talked about either. They can be resistant to change, mm-hmm. so very stuck in their ways. When yeah, it's that very fixed. stubborn. Yeah. Or, particularly if the system works. Yeah. Particularly if the system works for someone to come in and say, well, let's change this now. Right. <laughs> or they can be committed to change. This does not work. This right. has to change. Absolutely. Absolutely. So again, we're seeing those two rulers. We're seeing that mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. being a little bit at odds with themselves or the fact that you might see or know two Aquarians and you think, gosh, they are out there fighting for change. They're marching. And this other one seems like they don't want to change anything in their life. Right. And that that is the conflict. That's where they are at odds with themselves, oftentimes, in that arena. But we all have a little Aquarius in our chart. We do. Everyone has some Aquarius somewhere in their chart. Yep, it's going to be on the cusp um, somewhere in your chart. And we usually, when we see that, we would say that's where you like to beat to your own drummer. Yes. That's where yes you march to your own drummer, beat to it. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, I have a twenty-nine degree Capricorn. Mm-hmm. which means all of Aquarius is sitting in my first house, but it's hidden under the veneer of Capricorn. So I feel like I have a lot of, you know, hidden Aquarius in my in my identity. Oh, interesting. Okay. I don't let a lot of people know my identity even. Yep. Very interesting. So it, it, it's, I can I can certainly see where it, it I've gone that route. But anyhow, it's, it's there. Once they start knowing and what I'm doing and what my, I'm up to, then they're going, whoa, oh, you are different. Right. So if you had like Aquarius on your seventh house, meaning that you were a Leo rising, I know we've right. talked about this in a previous episode, but you know, you would, your partners would probably be a little bit more traditional that you might be more attracted to someone that had Aquarian like yes, um, qualities to them, or you might pick partners that other people, oh, I never would see you with them. Right. Exactly. Yes. Or if you saw it on someone in the fourth house on the home aspect, they maybe grew up in a very untraditional home. Right, very communal. Maybe you had a kind of open door policy. Maybe people slept over a lot in your home, or a lot of family members, you know, slept on the couch or hung out all the time. Very communal living environments. Absolutely. So why don't we just talk about we? I know again, it's some of the other episodes kind of all rolled into one, all things Aquarian. But when mm-hmm. we did that episode about what holidays fall into mm. each of the signs and how we can understand the sign better by understanding are taking a deep dive, if you right. will, at the holiday. So the Super Bowl always falls. Isn't that interesting? In, um, Aquarian season. And I know this because it always falls on my birthday weekend usually. Yeah. Um, but so that's really shows, again, this distinction between Saturn and Uranus. You have a very organized game. It has strict rules. Lots of rules. A referee on site, right? Just to, multiple to enforce referees. The, yeah, even. multiple referees, exactly, to enforce. But then once it's all that's enforced, they're tackling each other. Hitting There's each other. Head injuries that it can be rather than chaotic. It could look chaotic, I'll say. 
Well, from the you know outside. what? And from my perspective, it's always been a chaotic sport. I right. remember going to college, you know, football games and not ever understanding a thing that's happening out there. You know, it looked just chaotic. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, at some point there'll be two or three guys stacked on in, on each other and you don't yeah. know where the ball is. Exactly. And it's yeah. Like, okay. That's our perspective <laughs> yeah. of it. Someone who knows the sport well would just they might mock us, yeah. you know, but the point is it, it, it does look, it takes a trained eye to, to see what's going on there. In basketball, I can follow it much better. I can see where the ball is. You can almost times. always see where the ball is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, it's so interesting that that's where the Super Bowl is at. So, And it's a team. It's a team sport. And Aquarian is very team-oriented. Yes. Of course, until they're not. Okay. Right? Because they want to be independent. Mm-hmm. They want their freedom above anything else. So that we have another conflict there. And then maybe the last example, we'll just give us a holiday before we get into just some celebrities to show how these energies play out valentine's is a little chaotic as well when you think of uh cupid running around and arrows flying everywhere well yes and when you go back to the really origins of that yeah that was the idea that some mischievous guy was running around shooting arrows at people making them fall in love with each other and almost you know kind of uh for sex thing almost. Okay, yeah. you two are going to be together, you know, type of thing. So, it, it, of course, it's been softened now, and we think of it more in a cutesy sort of way. True. But it also is bringing collaboration. It is. When you think boy, about yeah. bringing people together. together. Absolutely. Or Absolutely. celebrating those unions that we've created. And Aquarius, amazingly, it has a lot to do with love. I don't think, I think people, uh, it took me a long time to realize that Aquarius oftentimes, who are you going to team up with yeah. in life, right? Well, yeah, because I think Aquarians are said that they're aloof, that mm-hmm. and so that's there's not a lot of focus placed on the love side right. of that. Right. So um, let's just talk about like what the different there's three different kind of groupings that you can fall into as an Aquarius based on the degree that it sits at. That's true. Um, so let's just talk about those that were born in like the first ten degrees. So we can talk about like January twentieth to the thirtieth. Yeah. Um, having your chart done will give you the exact degree. Maybe if you know the degree that your sun sits at, we're looking for a zero degree to 10 degree Aquarians. Right. And this gives it a little more. They're, they're all Aquarians we're going to talk about today, the whole you know the whole month of it, so to speak. But that first is a, considered a really strong Aquarius. If you're born between January 20th, January 30th, you're kind of like super uber strong Aquarian and that generally means uh, this idea of personal freedom need my personal freedom I need independence so oftentimes events happen that give it to you that shove it onto you even before you're ready for it so oftentimes things that happen early on in your life that you have no control over oh mom's not here dad's not here oh I'm a latchkey kid oh I guess I better figure out how to fix my peanut butter sandwich by myself. Yeah, you could, they face a lot of difficulties in those early years of life. Right. That shape that is what a, that future looks like. Exactly. It doesn't mean that they were terribly abused as children. It can be, unfortunately, but that's not across the board. Right. But it represents they're pushed into having to be more self-sufficient, mm-hmm. having to be adult-like maybe at an early age or having to deal with very adult issues yeah so we could look at like someone like oprah winfrey 
yeah, is classic. a great example. Um, yeah. And I think she's been very public about her very upbringing. Very public about her upbringing. And um, things that she experienced. So if you are, you know, in those first early degrees of Aquarian, you might look back on your life and how did that shape you then to that, I hate to say that it then paid off, but it might have right. given um, you yeah. some strict uh, boundaries, if you will, as a child. It would have maybe given some harshness that then you were able to turn around and use to your favor as you got older. Right, as you got older, you might say, I don't put up with this crap. Right. You know, why? Because maybe they've had exposure before of parents dumping on them with their problems. And, you know, and again, there's a, it's a growth. It's personal growth. They've been showcased yeah. it already. But, you know, I, I want to insert something in general about Aquariuses. I, I think most Aquariuses have a very strong theme in their life. And it's a little bit of... A uh, rebel with a cause, mm-hmm. right? They come off very strongly. They have a very unusual events, illogical yeah. series of events that happen in their life, mm-hmm. and oftentimes they end up being that rebel with a cause. So your example, Oprah Winfrey, yeah, I think again, where's her rebel? I think it's just the survival of what she went through and how she catapulted herself. Yeah, I mean, wasn't she? I would think that. Wasn't she the first like black um, news, not news host, but show uh, host for a show? I mean, I think she made some, yeah. a lot of progress with for women and well, black there's women. There's no question that she just been a banner for many of us, right? To you know deal with the power at play, to wrestle her own, build her own company. Yeah, yeah. No, she's definitely. Uh, I didn't do any markers. Yeah, I didn't do any research on her before that. So I hope, yeah. but I do think that when you talk about a rebel. I think yeah. she was seen as a rebel just with being a businesswoman. I'm sure her, and... anyone that was dealing with her thought of her as a rebel. Yeah. Like, who does she think she is? Right. right. Yeah, that that's the Aquarian. But again, difficulties in early life. That's the hallmark of January 20th to January 30th. The point is, it does get better. Yeah, That's what I would say. Um, well, if we look at January 31st to February 9th, then we're looking at that those 10 to 20 degrees. So that the 10 can, it gets overlapped a little bit. <laughs> The tens are on the cusp. Yeah, they're on the cusp, right, (laughs) so we can. But um, to 10 to 20 degrees, Aquarians, that you guys are ruled by Mercury, so I fall into that uh, category. But they they have the ability to roam the universe from their desk. Yeah, which is an interesting way, meaning they don't have to go out and see and hear everything on a first-hand basis, but they're very much about the world. Yeah, so... They want to know. Even just the example that I gave in the beginning about hosting Airbnb, oh. I allowed the world to travel to me, yes, and I was yes. able to learn so much about different cultures. And you know, we would make meals in the kitchen from different countries, and they would tell me about their traditions. They'd bring me little gifts from their country. So, um, yeah, you don't have to, you can absolutely be a jet setter, but there should just be a, a heightened interest mm-hmm. in areas outside of your boundaries or your borders. Right. Right. So those early uh, February, February 1st to February 9th birthdays we're talking about. We could talk a little bit about Ashton Kutcher. He mm-hmm. has a February 7th uh, birthday. And, you know, he's, his accolades are incredible. Of course, actor, producer, entrepreneur, venture capitalist, you know. Uh, just the idea that he was going to be an engineer. That was his life plan, mm-hmm. to be a, um, a biochemical engineer. Very Aquarian, right? Uh, very Saturn side of it. Um, and uh, there he was founded in a bar in Iowa City, Iowa, as a model. <laughs> model scout found him and propelled him into modeling. Now, can you imagine going from biochemical engineering 
to no. going into that. <laughs> that would do an unusual storyline they yeah. have. Yeah. Well, and photography with Uranus would be very compatible. Compatible. Very compatible with him. Uh, we also have um, someone, uh, Harry Styles, which I didn't know a lot about. I mean, I, I know who I he was, either. but very interesting. Again, his list of accomplishments are incredible, uh, particularly for how young he is, born in 1994. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he was in One Direction, the boy band, and he was then immediately was kind of sing- singled out as the Timberlake of the group, so okay. really the best one. But very successful solo career, and then flamboyant in his fashion choices, so much so that uh, Vogue magazine had him on the cover, first male to ever appear on Vogue magazine cover, wearing a Gucci gown. Oh, wow. Now, immediately, talk about Aquarian energies. They shock, they provoke, people get judgmental. They have a storyline that not everyone's going to go, oh, how nice, oh, congratulations. You know, they're going to go, what? Who did that? Why did you do that? Right? Because there there was a sexual overtone here, clearly. Yeah, I think you gave the example. I just was trying to rack my head. Did we talk about this on the podcast already, or was this what we were talking about prior? But I think uh, you had mentioned like Aquarians when they do things, people are either shocked, yes, or people are wow, oh my gosh, I can't believe they did that. What a forerunner! Yes, and so oh, they're, they're envious. Oh, I wish I could have done that. I wish I could have been so brave to do that. Yeah, or like you're a sinner. <laughs> Right. And so you'd given like the idea of maybe getting divorced, like back in the day, you know, some people would be like, how could you do that? That's, that's horrible. Like you're breaking tradition, you're breaking norm where other people are saying like, exactly like you just said, I wish I could do that. Like good for you. Like way to make progress, way to move us forward. Yeah. You know, when Harry was 17 years old, he was dating a woman who was 31. Oh, wow. Now, there's another break the norm. Absolutely. And uh, I'll be very honest. I'm, I'm very aware that when people get money mm-hmm. and get some uh, public recognition, on some level, they're really being given liberty now to do, right? They don't, they don't think twice about doing things okay. that someone might in a small town, right? right with sure. a lot of social pressure on them from the family. So again, uh, we can see this really, that's why we go to famous people because they, they are really operating on these energies that are much more clear and truer. Amplified. Amplified is mm-hmm. the word, amplified. So they act the energies out in a much larger way because they've achieved a certain status that they don't, there's not the repercussions as much sometimes. True. Well, and and sometimes it even publicity. helps them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's better publicity. Um, then we'll get into those last 10 degrees of Aquarius. So if you're born February 10th to February 18th, um, so if your sun falls between 20 and 30 degrees Aquarius, there um, there's a little bit of Venus then involved here. So we would tend to be maybe more artistic, yeah. um, maybe have very high intentions for the community, very collaborative. Collaborative is such a good word for that. Ed Sheeran, his birthday is February 17th. Uh, it's interesting though because there's still some contradictory in this some contradictions in this that they can be collaborative but they don't necessarily easily fit in that's right well I don't know if you well first time I heard him sing Mm -hmm. I'm thinking what I mean I'm not I don't have a good ear number one so I can't tell if someone's you know singing really in pitch exactly or not so okay I'm no judge here but he has a very his voice kind of cracks 
and it's very raspy. And it, my initial thought was, oh my God, this guy's going to be embarrassed. He's not singing well at all. Mm-hmm. Then as I heard the song go on and on, and I realized, oh, he's on TV. He must. This must be good. Oh, that's funny. It's a very unique voice that he has. So there, he doesn't fit in. He's not a traditional pop star. Uh, we could even go from just the idea that he has very red hair. Oh, yeah, um, that's true too. You know, and just yeah. that, I don't, I don't know, those are societal norms. I'm not saying that that's right, but just that he doesn't have that boy band typical no. look, maybe, no, no, no. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know much about him, but so just to give maybe an example about that doesn't easily fit in, but um, needs to collaborate that he might need to collaborate in order for people to understand him. Mm, so like, uh, I remember like he did something with Taylor Swift okay. and I don't know if that's when he got founded. So just, just if you, if you're a huge Ed Sheeran fan, no, yeah, don't hold do not, me to no, this. No, I think but, he started out as a solo. I really do. But he quickly started collaborating with but, everyone. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think like these people, they might not be understood by themselves on their own. And so they need to collaborate. So other people maybe give them a chance. Well, it's a team. Aquarius is very conscious of the team. And the team can be the family. Mm-hmm. It can be the department at work. It can be the company they work with. It can be a homeowner's association. It can be a book club. They love the idea of, I belong to something bigger than me. Yeah. Let's give one other example of this one, um, Ed- Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison. You know, he that story is story. well spoken. Many people know this, but the story was that uh, the teachers wanted him out of the classroom because he was such a bad student. Mm-hmm. They told the mother, don't bring him back to school. She didn't tell him that. She just said, I'm going to start homeschooling you. Right. Okay. So uh, little uh, Thomas didn't know what how he was being seen by the world at that point. But the point was he's brilliant. And by age 17, he had already mastered the Morse code. Again, that's very Aquarian, that schematics. It's a very engineering degree to understand how this is going to fit together. Even when you said earlier, event planners, mm-hmm. how is this going to, what's going to happen first? And when is we going to put that together? And when is this person going to walk in? And who's going to, what time, how long is someone going to talk? before we move on to the main event. You know, you're very much into that, how, how everything's gonna to fit together, the schematic of it, the plan, the outline. Um, and then just to go on, we all know that he held over a thousand patents, of, you know, really a, a rabid inventor. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, even just the fact that he was like kicked out of his own company. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. just curious, like that whole not fitting in easily, like yeah. he might, maybe he needs like a partner. Mm-hmm. To be maybe, I mean, obviously we're talking about him now, so right. he he made his mark on he history. Made his mark, right. But that maybe there would need to be a partner there for him to have been more understood during his time, mm-hmm. versus exactly. looking back on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's his famous quote? He says, uh, "Hell, there are no rules here. We're trying to accomplish something." I think that's probably the most Aquarian thing one could say. That is very like close. throw out the rule. If the rules are not fitting where we need to go, what we need to do. This is very upsetting to people when people are, enter into a, an agreement and then people don't play by the rules. Absolutely. But what do you do when they meet with success? Right? Well, I think that's just very telling too, just with Saturn in Aquarius right now, just on a, right. like, a, I say like a global level, but for all of us that, you know, I do think that that could be a motto for this year. 
Yeah. That if we're, we're trying to accomplish something and we know what we want to accomplish, like, do we really need to follow the rules that we've just had set in place this whole time? Yeah, we could take the word democracy. You know, we're trying to accomplish something. We're trying to have a true democracy. Right. Absolutely. Right? And so that sometimes the rules get crossed in the process. Yeah. So a very uh, interesting thing. And one closing thing, if you're planning a birthday party for Aquarius, uh, the hippies, you know, the Aquarius ruled the 1960s, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Someday we'll do a show on that, uh, just on that whole thing of what the sign is ruling uh, each decade of life. Okay. Uh, but it's the 60s, so of course, it's got to be hippie. Yeah, I like Have that. Have a hippie theme. <laughs> Well, we hope that you were able to learn um, something a little bit more about Aquarians uh, through this talk today. Um, I enjoyed it, and I think we gave a lot of great examples that just maybe show that controversy that they have and maybe why it's a little bit harder to pinpoint what they're about. And Kate, no matter how odd the Aquariuses can become (laughs) or what you may do, I'll always love you. (laughs) Thanks, Mom. Okay, Okay, we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.